Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Yeah, yeah. 75, bro. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. We got the twins playing. It's a festive atmosphere. Back I in the 50s. tomorrow. We're in the TCL broadcast studios. As tempting as it is to leave the TV on, we're here to do a radio show. We're Where's here to do a radio show. Yeah, I know. Let's. What, is something wrong? You look. I'm ready. Let's go. Where's your spirit? What do you sign for? Did you talk to him before the show? Nope. What's. Bruh. As they said to Secretariat, why the long face? What's today? Positive Thursday. Oh, I didn't even think about that. What's what? today? I just glanced over Thursday, June 21st. Oh, no. He can, he can sense the, the daylight, the sunlight slipping away. It's the longest daylight of the year today. Why don't you celebrate it rather than look toward the future? Because I'm neurotic. I know you're messed up. Anxiety prone. You 21sters are not normal people. I suppose this is where it kicks in for you normal people. Yeah, we're I mean we're just starting. That's the one That's the one stumbling block to being a member of the Royal Order of the 21sters. You can't be happy when so we're, most we're pretty darn are happy from winter solstice till today. Right. Now what? Now well, what do we do? That's where your abnormalcy comes in because we're normal. We're loving it. Reavers and I are waiting for a little grapefruit shandy. But wait a minute. So today is technically the longest day of the year in terms of sunlight. Yeah, and you really don't start losing seconds until until like next Wednesday. Yeah, something like that. So you got your come on, you get the whole weekend ahead of you. Yeah. Come on. What's the summit beer that's called Dakota something or other? Summit beer. It tastes like uh, like a it's like a shandy or a blue moon style. Do you know that both of you summer ale maybe? Do you know that both of you would be unemployable in Japan? <laughs> I think my Japanese is okay. No, no, you'd be un- not that you'd get fired. You would, from the get go, you would not be employable. You would both be unemployable in Japan. What? Why? Japan's commitment to addressing its dismal record on work-life balance has been called into question after a civil servant was punished for habitually slipping away from his desk a few minutes early to buy lunch. You're both unemployable. Oh, yeah, I'd be fired. They don't eat lunch in Japan? The 64-year-old, an employee of the Waterworks Bureau in the western city of Kobe, was fined and reprimanded after he was found to have left his desk just three minutes before the start of his designated lunch break on 26 occasions over a seven-month period. Senior officials at the Bureau then called a televised news conference where they described the man's conduct as deeply regrettable, and then they all bowed in apology. A spokesman for the Bureau told AFP, the lunch break is from noon to one. He left his desk before the break. 
The worker had violated a public service law requiring officials to concentrate on their jobs. You're both unemployable in Japan. Never go to Japan would be my advice to you. Three minutes before? Yeah. What if the line, what if, what if the Japanese version of Bryant downstairs was like, hey, I got you, good buddy, but you got to get here three minutes before? I would get there three minutes before, risking my job. That's baloney. You're, you're both, uh, you're both, uh, you're both unemployable in Japan. You wouldn't, you would be unwelcome in the country. You could not possibly adapt to the culture of hard work. Do those places? Do they have their own cafeteria? I don't know. Inside the workplace, my yeah. wife calls it your restaurant. Yeah. What did you have at your restaurant today? Yeah, I well, love our cafeteria. I, I, you know, I read this and I thought. I, I actually had sympathy for both of you. You, you. Uh, well, I'm not you, you're very limited any, to where you're employable. I'm not going to be doing any radio in Japan. Yeah, I don't. What would be the? So you uh, got to watch it when you leave your desk to go to the bathroom. Do they time you? Yeah. No. What if you? What if you have uh, business to take care of? The this case? Uh, no, not this. Ain't got no clock for that. Uh. The government was forced to act following a public outcry over the death of Matsuri Takahashi. Wait, twenty-four. What? He was the one that didn't he die because of he worked too much? Yep. Yeah. Twenty-four-year-old employee of the advertising giant Dentsu who killed it's a her who killed herself in 2015 after being forced to work more than 100 hours overtime a month, including weekends. That triggered calls to address a workplace culture that often forces employees to put in long hours to demonstrate their dedication. That will not happen with you two, will it? You're going to live a long life, aren't you? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Uh, let's. I think my my initial phrase for when I start work, started work as a you know young man. Let's not overdo this. That was the <laughs> the officials' kind of the illicit lunch expeditions were uncovered after a senior colleague looked out of his office window and spotted him walking to a nearby restaurant that sells takeaway food at lunchtime. Senior management calculated how much time he had spent away from his desk and docked him half a day's pay. The employee, who has not been named, reportedly said that he had left the officer leader by lunch because he needed a change of pace. Kobe City recently suspended another official for a month for a similar misdemeanor, saying he had been absent for more than 55 hours over a six-month period. Well, he started milking it. Just let that be a lesson to you, huh? But if I was in Japan and I was down in the cafeteria, yeah, I would hear this. I don't hear anything. It's Japanese for "I got you, good buddy." <laughs> I'd learn that phase right right away. So I would go see the the version of Brian or Bryant from downstairs. How do you like that though? The guy gets ratted on by a guy standing at the window. Yeah, he needs to get... Well, Dan, what's, okay, uh, the counter-argument then could be, how much time did that guy waste marking down same hours? Thing. I was thinking the same thing. What's he doing standing at the window? He's he's not yeah. doing any productive yeah. work. Sanibel Jim writes, Joe, I attended the volunteer orientation training last evening at the Capitol Mall. He's talking about the wall that heals the Vietnam um, Mm -hmm. War Memorial that's in town. I was taken aback, and and Sanibel Jim served in Vietnam. I was taken aback by the incredible quality of this Vietnam Wall Memorial and the surrounding activities. I'm not moved easily emotionally. This one did it. I found a buddy on the wall. Again, I will be very proud to stand watch over the memorial overnight each night. 
Honor is a better word. I strongly encourage you to find some time to visit. It runs 24-7 until 3 p.m. Sunday. I will, I will, Santa Belgium, I will make it a point. Uh, there will be a flyover. On, I've been to the one in Washington, D.C. I have not yet. I'm jealous. There will be a flyover on Saturday of Vietnam-era prop and jet planes culminating with a missing man flyover. They begin around 4 p.m. Uh, this is fantastic. Yeah, I'll go. I saw the parade coming in on the news, but I, I did not. A uh, couple of links uh, for listeners. You can go to uh, www.mnvietnam.org or www.mnvietnam.org slash the wall that heals slash. Okay. So it's running. Uh, when is it running? Let me look. Well, when's it start? It's running 24-7 until 3 p.m. Sunday. Is it underway right now? I need to know that. Go to www.mnvietnam.org quickly. mnvietnam, all one word, .org. Okay, I am there. Let's see. The Vietnam, the story wall. The wall that heals June 21st to 24th. Okay, it's starting today then. Okay. Yep. And it'll run 24 hours a day. And the Sanibel Gym is among the uh, volunteers who will uh, be posted overnight. Got it. The uh, beer you were mentioning, Rook. Yes. Summit's new beer is called Dakota Soul. This is from Dave from Mendota. It's made with barley from Rugby, North Dakota. I tried it. It was pretty darn good. I, had I haven't the, had that one yet. I had it at that Father's Eve event hmm. Saturday. All right. bit of a gripe I, I i guess it will uh, reinforce the idea that i'm a grump but i couldn't help but notice it what well the minneapolis public works crews have been painting the crosswalks in rainbow colors because uh, i think the pride festival is is either underway or is about to be underway this, this, yeah. this weekend all right According to city of Minneapolis officials, public works crew members were out Wednesday night painting crosswalks in the Loring Park neighborhood. And there's a picture of it here. Okay. I'm going to follow yours up with something I observed this morning with my wife asked me about. Okay. Uh, I don't want to be the... What, what do I don't want to be? I don't want uh, to be the stick in the mud. You don't want to rain on the uh, pride parade, so to speak. And they're going to have great weather for it. But given the condition of our infrastructure in, in, in the entire metropolitan area, but the closer you get to the tallest buildings, the worse it is. And the, and the con- dreadful condition of the roads and the dreadful uh, uh, situation with various traffic congestions. I submit to you, my fellow Gumption County residents, mm-hmm. this is not a wise use of public money. Yep. It's just not a wise use of public money. Uh, now, let's assume that that's paint. In other words, if it was colored chalk, it would just Wash wait till the next rainfall and you're done with it. Right. But if that's paint, then they got to come and paint it over again. Right. Well, a nice union gig to come over and 
That'll cost the city something. Well, that's not what we should be doing with the public's uh, dollar. That's okay. not what we should be doing with, especially, a, a, I can't think of a group that should be accommodated with specially painted crosswatches. So in other words, I'm not picking on the LGBTQQRRRTTMNLPQRTVUWXYZ community. Right. I don't even think the Super Bowl crowd asked for painted crosswalks. No. Nor, nor should they have received them. I can't think of a reason to spend public money this way. Uh, Wabashaw Street Bridge. What about it? American flags on top, right? Yeah. yeah. Currently? Flying it, on top. Currently, yeah, I've seen that, sure. It's every other is a pride flag. Oh, really? Of the, let's just say there's 30 flags. I, I didn't count them. My wife said, no. Yeah, but uh, did that cost me anything? Somebody had to put them up there, and they're not letting volunteers go up there to do that. But the the... the the accommodation to say, but I, I want to make I want to make it clear. I, I hate to interrupt you, okay, but I'm no, going to. Okay. Uh, I, I want to make it clear. I'm applying my observation to any group. I, I'm not right. Uh, we are the uh, uh, the Satanists, or we are the uh, a buttercream cup uh, group that wants to have painted uh, sidewalks. You know, the Antique and Classic Boat Society. Let's say having their national convention. In at Lake Minnetonka some year. Are you going to start painting the crosswalks with boats? No, don't. That's I, a waste of money. I, I know you're not ripping the, the group. I'm I not ripping the, the, long, the long initial group. I'm, I'm saying uh, that's just a lousy way to spend public money. Plus, you have to think of it this way. When you see that parade with all the craziness and costumes and fun people that are having a blast or walking in that parade... Why would you want to be looking down at the uh, crosswalks, sidewalks? You want to watch that parade. Here's a picture of at least four workers. Well, now do you think that, no, it's public works crews. I was going to say, do you think it were it was pride volunteers doing it? No, it's public works crews painting, uh, painting a little surprise. Oh, here's the city of Minneapolis's tweet. Okay. City of Minneapolis at City Minneapolis. And then a the couple of photographs. Minneapolis public works crews were out last night to leave a little surprise for hashtag TCP pride. B as in B, S as in S. Uh, and then and then that was followed by uh, a tweet of, of six hearts. Are those called emojis? Yes. Six hearts. Hashtag Pride, hashtag Pride 2018, hashtag Pride Month, hashtag TC Pride 2018, hashtag Minneapolis, hashtag Minneapolis Public Works. Okay. I am I am being a stick in the mud, aren't I? Because it probably uh, costs, no. it pro <laughs> it, it, it's insignificant uh, uh, money, but fix the damn problems you have. That's all you got to do is fix the problems. There's so much... Uh, at stake there for people to to work on in Minneapolis and in St. Paul too. I, um, it's it's sickening. You see the St. Paul board? We condemn President Trump's. The oh, the St. Paul City Council. C City Council, excuse me. That's because what the hell? That's because, and I don't care who the president is, the the City Council is not in the business. Remember, wasn't it Dietau wanted to prevent Trump from coming to town? Yeah. Yeah. That's not what you're there for, screwball.
You're wasting time and money. But but the old hippies in St. Paul keep electing the same, same crowd of progressive Mysterians time after time after time. And the city's dwindling. The city's the city in its its physical structure is going under. I was talking to a personal friend of mine at Father's Eves who's very well connected with the Twin Cities politically and uh uh, marketing-wise. Do I know this person? Yes, mm-hmm. he's a mole for the show. Mm-hmm. And he pointed out the vacancy rate of Galtier Plaza, of um, uh, Ecolab University Building. He said there, there's, there's, nobody, there's nobody here anymore, and the city council is worried about things like this. Well... And the mayor, and the, the, if that's true, I don't, uh, I, I don't uh, know the vacancy rate at Galtier, for example. But if that's true, why is there such a rush to build new apartment buildings up and down Snelling Avenue, for example? Snelling and St. Clair uh, just had approved a giant apartment complex that right, the, the neighbors site? that the neighbors didn't want, but the neighbors did. well, the neighbor groups are never going to want anything. They're going to want, yeah, but, just, I, but I, I'm, I'm just saying, who's supposed to live in all these places? I don't know. There's apartments going up everywhere you look. But maybe, I mean, even, maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Well, but even businesses, that's even more so. St. Paul needs businesses downtown to be in those buildings. Uh, I think I'm going to get the gavel out. You are? Yeah. On the uh, on the first day of, of summer? Yep. Or are you 21sters or yep. fall or whatever you go through now? Yeah, you weirdos. Yeah. What are the abnormal people doing? Hear ye, hear ye, all two, therefore art thou. Let it be hereby known from this point forward, not that it's ever happened in the past. No crosswalks will ever be painted in garage logic for any group whatsoever. Hear ye, hear ye. Oh, not even like red, white, and blue for 4th of July? Nothing. No, no paint, no paint will be used by the Garage Logic Public Works crew for any crosswalk presentation for any group. We have other things that are uh, of higher priority. Red Is that understood? Red and green for Christmas? No. Commencing Garage Logic segment number three. John, pardon me for a moment. Sure. Bob, go ahead, please. Yeah, Joe, I agree 300% with you. You're, you're right on the money, and it doesn't matter what the event is. It's it's the tax dollars. The St. Paul Police Chief authorized St. Paul cops to take squad cars over to the parade and drive them in the parade, out of city. Are St. Paul Police squad cars leaving the city? What kind of a liability is that? St. Paul self-insured. One of those guys gets in an accident, that parade, our tax dollars going to have to pay for that too. I, I, it's, I, it's, I, I have wrong. to. I have to give you a. We don't know that only because the pride organizers have requested no police visible police presence. I guess undercover this, this cops. Year. Yeah. Uh, we don't year. know that. Right. Thank no, you. That just happened this year. Are right. they dressed in uniform year, or they dressed like village right. people? <laughs> Thank you. Here's John. Knight. Thanks, Joe. Partly sunny and 75 degrees. This update brought to you by Metafast. Uh, the Twins are going for the sweep today against the Boston Red Sox down at Target Field. But as of right now, they are trailing. Uh, Mookie Betts has just hit a home run for Boston. It's 2 to nothing Red Sox there in the top of the fifth inning. Kyle Gibson on the mound for the Twins. Uh, by the way... Who's uh, pitching for Boston? Uh, Rick Porcello. So if the Twins do sweep, they will have defeated a pretty good pitching staff. Oh, yeah. Three, yeah. three very good pitchers. Yeah. yeah, All guys that have won the Cy Young.
By, by the way, Eddie Rosario not playing today. He's got a sore right shoulder. And Eduardo, Eduardo Escobar earlier hit by a pitch in the elbow. He is now out of the game. Taken out by sore shoulder, you mean royally hung over after a night game? I, I don't that, that's fact reckless speculation. Fact-based. Fact <laughs> yes. who, who are the three pitchers you're claiming are Cy Young winners? They all are. Poor Sale. I thought you looked up, I I you looked up Sale didn't win. Sale didn't win. Oh, that's right. You, you finished second. You're the one and that, I'm the one that looked it up. You're the one that said Here, it I'm on the throw air. throw a couple of coins in the cat <laughs> scan. Uh, Although, they beat Kluber on Friday. And Kluber's won Cy Young, too. That's true. That's the same. to correct yourself. That's he's he's still thing. pretty good. Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, there is a Twins connection to the managers of this year's Futures game. David Ortiz will manage the world team in the All-Star Futures game next month, and Tori huh. Hunter will lead the U.S. team. Why is that? Because usually don't they pick two players from the home site? I don't know. Because it's in, to be truthful. Huh. It's in Washington, D.C. this year. Yeah. Uh, July 15th, this will be the 20th Future Games involving top minor league prospects. U.S. team leads the series 12 to seven. News notes from today. Hennepin County prosecutors have filed a petition to civilly commit that Brooklyn Park mom whose four children have been placed in protective custody. That petition will allow North Memorial Health Hospital, where the woman was taken Monday, to keep her until next week when a court hearing would take place to determine if there's cause to further hold her. The mother called police on Monday to report her 11-year-old daughter had run away. The girl was later found safe. Police say another child was found living in a nearby park. A third was found at a friend's house. And a fourth was in the home that officials say is uninhabitable. Another child, an eight-year-old boy, died at the same house last February. An investigation into his death is ongoing. St. Cloud police have arrested a 19-year-old man they say was in possession of a small knife used in a fight at a park in St. Cloud last night. According to the press release, police responded to a fight in the area of 10th Street and 10th Avenue Southeast. When officers got there, a 19-year-old man taken to the hospital with a knife wound. Officers said they discovered Nathan Andrew Goff. Of St. Cloud with a knife, he was arrested. Investigators learned Goff and his victim had a verbal fight that turned physical, then escalated when Goff allegedly stabbed the victim in the torso. He was arrested on second-degree assault, has not yet been charged. The victim's injuries not considered life-threatening. Police say he suffered what they're calling two small puncture-type wounds. House Speaker Paul Ryan addressing growing concerns that both those immigration measures being brought to the House floor today will fail saying that members would, quote, cross that bridge if we get to it. The votes come after President Trump took executive action to suspend the administration's policy of separating children from families being prosecuted for crossing the U.S. border illegally. While the order provides only temporary protection for families, the president has said yesterday that the White House would continue to press Congress to provide a long-term fix to the nation's outstanding immigration problems. Members will vote on two different bills today, the Goodlatte Immigration Bill and the GOP Compromise Bill, known as the Border Security and Immigration Reform Act of 2018. Orion said the president would sign either bill into law if one makes it to his desk. How tense did the G7 summit meeting get? How, How tense, tense did it get, John? <laughs> During the meeting less than two weeks ago, uh, President Trump apparently threw two pieces of Starburst candies on the table in front of German Chancellor Angela Merkel and said, Here, Angela, don't say I never gave you anything. The exchange, uh, that's um, about... Okay, that's that third or fourth grade. It's, it was taken, uh, you remember the pictures? The yep. pictures with yes. him looking stern. And it was taking during that, that time, apparently they had gone to ask President Trump, 
to sign. Remember, and he, they're he kind of all leaning in on yeah, him. Okay. Yeah, okay. They they wanted him to sign, and uh, he wouldn't sign. Have you seen apparently. the photoshopping that's been done on that photo? Yes. It's no. Just absolutely hilarious stuff. Yeah. Uh, Trump is sitting. Don't in the f- spend ten minutes now on the computer looking for uh, it. I know. I got to leave for lunch in three minutes. Right. Early, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Unemployable in Japan. <laughs> in the Impossible Germany? No, maybe Germany. Okay. In the pictures, Trump, Unlikely Japan. That's what it is. Trump sitting there with his arms crossed, uh, not liking the fact that the folks are telling him they'd like him to sign this. He eventually, at that point, agreed and said, yes, he would sign it. Of course, he didn't sign it. At that point, apparently, according to witnesses, he stood up, put his hand in his pocket, and took two Starburst candies out and threw them on the table. You know what that tells me? What? He carries Starburst around. Yeah, I like Starburst. A little snack. Hillary's got her hot sauce, and he's got Starburst. The annual G7 meeting, which brings together the leaders of representatives of the U.S., Canada, Britain, France, Germany, Italy, and Japan, was held in Canada from June 8th through the 9th. Coco, the gorilla who mastered sign language, has died. This isn't the gorilla that gave the finger. That's the gorilla at a Dutch zoo. Yeah, this is a gorilla that actually did know Uh, she was fairly famous for a while. Yeah, Coco. I remember. And like the other day, this isn't the one that called into the show that said Bronco could bring it. No, right. no. Right. no. Different, different gorilla. Mm. The Gorilla Foundation says the 46-year-old Western Lowland gorilla died in her sleep at the Foundation's Preserve in California's Santa Cruz Mountains on Tuesday. Coco was born at the San Francisco Zoo in 1971, and Dr. Francine Patterson began teaching Coco sign language. So this Be- poor beast never got to live in its natural environment. Never. Foundation says Coco's capacity for language and empathy opened the minds and hearts of millions. Coco appeared in a lot of documentaries and twice in National Geographic. What kept Coco from clawing her face off? I don't know. You know, I don't uh, trust they, those guys. They kept clipping her fingernails. The, the gorilla's 1978 cover on National Geographic featured a photo that the animal had taken of itself in a mirror. The foundation says it'll honor Coco's legacy with a sign language application featuring Coco for the benefit of gorillas and children. Maybe that's where the Kardashians got the idea. <laughs> you may remember back in 2016, Coco. Yeah, and, she was the uh, she was the feature in the Gorilla Monthly, right? No, Wasn't that? Was no, that it? no, no. Coco and Flea, the bassist uh, oh. for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, teamed up in an Instagram video that made the rounds all over the internet. That's, that's exciting. I did forget that. Yeah, I, yes. I forgot all about that. <laughs> The Supreme Court says states can force online shoppers to pay sales tax. Clearing I away. want to talk about this after your news. Okay. I have a feeling this is important to me. <laughs> Could clear the way for major changes. It's all about me. Uh-huh. In the world of e-commerce. It was a 5-4 ruling. It's a win for states who said they were losing out on billions of dollars each year under two decades-old Supreme Court decisions that affected online sales tax collections. Why, Joe? Do you have an Amazon Prime account? I personally do not, but there certainly is one in the house. There's evidence well, that there is one in the house, I think. But you're already paying taxes on those. Amazon collects Minnesota taxes. I know that because I shop there. So that's not going to be a problem. Well, who, what do they do then? Send a check back to the state? Uh, that I don't know. I don't know how they do it. See, this is why I, I want to discuss it I, in a serious way. I need to understand what this is. Under the previous law? I, might, I'm, I think I might be worried. Some <laughs> Some companies did not collect sales tax on every online purchase. Businesses had to collect sales tax only when shipping products to a state where they had a physical presence, like a warehouse or office, which Amazon does here, obviously. Otherwise, they didn't have to collect the state sales tax. Customers were generally supposed to pay the tax to the state themselves, kind of an honesty policy. 
But most people, of course, didn't. Uh, Charlie O'Shea, lead retail analyst at Moody, says, if you are a pure play online retailer and have very limited geography, say one distribution center, this will be meaningful. There are a lot of retailers out there that have only collected sales tax in states where they have to. Okay, let's start the conversation right now. Uh How does it work? If I buy a flashlight from Amazon, Mm -hmm. how do I know what the hell the tax is? Uh, Uh, It should appear. Yeah, they list it when your flashlight's $15. Right. And they'll list it on, on tax your, and shipping is you know. your invoice, I guess, your online invoice, because you have to go to their page where you have a cart. Mm-hmm. Everything you ordered is in there. Right. It will also list all the taxes there and shipping if you have shipping. But if you have Amazon Prime, you don't pay any shipping. And I think John so. knows this because he's ordered many items for well, you. Know. <laughs> yeah. And Maybe. himself, I guess. Well, let's. Yeah, let's, you know, let's do this. We're going to break it let's down regroup. after the weather. Good, let's good get luck. some weather and come back and figure it all out there. And stop it. You just make a move. Joe Suchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. 74 out there with a uh, little filtered sunshine. We're going to get up to probably close to 78 or 80. Uh, for the afternoon high. Mostly cloudy skies then again tonight. Showers hanging on to far southern Minnesota. They're in about the southern two-tier of counties from around Rochester, stretching back toward Worthington. Some light rain is still falling, and they've had most of the clouds throughout the day. We've gotten a little bit of that sunshine. So partly sunny, I think, again tomorrow, 80 for the high with the east winds at 5 to 10. Then it begins to clear out a little bit more. Partly cloudy skies for Saturday and Sunday. Highs in the lower 80s, lows in the mid-60s. And the outlook for next week is hot. It's going to start to really heat up. 85 on Monday, getting up to 87 by Wednesday. Some scattered showers, though, on Tuesday will hold the high in the lower 80s. But we get up close to 90 on Thursday with partly cloudy skies. And we could top 90 on Friday of next week. So we'll watch that hot weather come back at us. But for today, we're going to get up to probably 78. Right now we're at 74, Joe. All right, thank you. All right, now pay attention. Got it. It was a 5-4 ruling. The Supreme Court says states can force online shoppers to pay sales tax. The states claim they were losing out on billions of dollars annually under a two-decades-old Supreme Court decision that impacted online sales tax collection. The high court ruled today to overturn those decisions. They had resulted in some companies not collecting sales tax on every online purchase. The cases the court overturned said that if a business was shipping a product to a state where it did not have a physical presence, warehouse or office, the business did not have to collect the state's sales tax. Customers were generally supposed to pay the tax to the state themselves if they don't get charged, but the vast majority don't or didn't. Justice Anthony Kennedy wrote that the previous decisions were flawed. Each year, the physical presence rule becomes further removed from economic reality and results in significant revenue losses to the states. These critiques underscore that the physical presence rule, both as first formulated and as applied today, is an incorrect interpretation of the Commerce Clause. Okay. In addition to to being a win for states, the ruling is also a win for large retailers who argued that the physical presence rule was unfair. Retailers, including Apple, Macy's, Target, and Walmart, which have brick-and-mortar stores nationwide, generally collected sales tax from their customers who buy online. That's because they typically have a physical store in whatever state they purchase is being shipped to. 
Amazon.com, with its network of warehouses, also collects sales tax in every state that charges it. Although third party through although third party sellers who use the site to sell goods don't have to. I don't get this. Here's what I'm concerned. Okay, uh, let me just cut to the the simple part of this. Yeah. What's going to happen is, if Minnesota, for example, is suddenly going to be realizing, say, a billion dollars worth of new revenue per year. Yes. That will not get reflected in the state reducing its demands on the taxpayers in other uh, areas of the spectrum. In other words, well, in other words, the state, no one at the state is going to say, hey, guess what, everybody? We got now, because of this ruling, we got a new billion dollars of tax coming in. Therefore, we're reducing your income tax rate. That won't happen. This is just more money piled on top of the money they already have. Right. That would be my observation. Yeah, they're not going to say, let's lower your income tax. No. Uh. The case the court ruled in has to do with a law passed by South Dakota in 2016. South Dakota's governor has said his state loses out on an estimated $50 million a year in sales tax that doesn't get collected by out-of-state sellers. Lawmakers in the state, which has no income tax, South Dakota has no income tax. Wow. Why don't we do the show from Sioux Falls? I think Dan Scott used to, uh, he wanted us two years ago. Lawmakers in the state, which has no income tax, passed a law designed to directly challenge the Supreme Court's 1992 decision. The law required out-of-state sellers who do no more, who do more than $100,000 of business in the state or more than 200 transactions annually with state residents to collect sales tax and turn it over to the state. South Dakota wanted out-of-state retailers to begin collecting the tax and sued several of them. Overstock.com, electronics retailer Newegg, and home goods company Wayfair. The state conceded in court, however, that it could only win by persuading the Supreme Court to do away with the physical presence rule. The Trump administration had urged the justices to side with South Dakota. The case is South Dakota versus Wayfair, 17-494. So the way I understand this, and I'm certainly willing to be stood corrected, it's going to be up to the retailers to collect the tax and send it to the the respective states. Isn't that the way it sounds? Yes. So, Which which is the way it happens right now if you are in the store. Does L.L. Bean have a physical presence in Minnesota? Uh, J. Crew does. Let's just say J. Crew. Okay. Uh, they're on Grand Avenue. Okay. They, they've got a shop there. Or do you or do you have to have a warehouse? I don't know if it's just a physical. No, you can, yeah, a store. Okay. So right now when you go to J. Crew and you buy something that would be taxable, maybe a wallet or a purse, and there's tax on that, J. Crew collect, collects that tax and sends it off to uh, the government, the state, the feds, whoever it is. The sellers that only have a physical presence in a single state or a few states could avoid charging customers sales tax for their shipping to addresses outside. Yeah. I, I, it will, it would probably not result in a billion dollar windfall. You'd have to buy one hell of a lot of socks and shirts to come up with a billion dollars in sales tax. Well, but it's going to, it's going to, Maybe you're going to be in the, if South Dakota was, uh, can claim they're in the $50 million level of losses, mm-hmm. well, then Minnesota could easily be $150 million or $200 right, million. Right. 
Probably more than that. And, and my point is that the, the government will, will not concede that they have now got this windfall in the sense that they would reduce other forms of taxation. This will be just new money right. for the state coffers. Right. Right. We can, we can spend more. Look at this. We got more money. Rather than chipping away at your, How about, your you know, you, so they wouldn't reduce gas tax and they wouldn't nope. reduce property taxes nope. and they wouldn't reduce. We already have a sales tax right. when you physically go in a store. So, so none of that would get reduced. This is, this would just merely be the laying on of Supreme court hands to say to the States, uh, we're giving you a gift here today, uh, Minnesota, you now can, you should be collecting sales tax, uh, on online sales. Hmm. And, and, uh, that could directly impact, uh, my personal life. <laughs> yeah, or, or even though you don't have a fortune, your personal potential fortune. Well, I'd like to lead a cardboard-free life, a cardboard-free month just once. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. A cardboard-free month nope. just once. Because who's the recycler in the house? You are. You have been. I am. You have been. Yeah. The righty. Yeah. <laughs> the old crunchy conservative. Yeah, the old crunchy conservative. I've got more. What you got? The ruling is likely to lead other states to try to collect sales tax on purchases from out-of-state online businesses more aggressively. It will also lead to many consumers paying more at the online checkout. 45 of the 50 states impose sales taxes. I was absolutely on the right track. The ruling opens the door to a new revenue stream to fill state coffers, up to $13 billion annually, according to a federal report, while imperiling a competitive advantage that e-commerce companies had over brick-and-mortar rivals that already must collect sales tax. Okay. South Dakota has estimated that it could take in up to $50 million a year in additional revenue with these taxes being collected. States like South Dakota that depend heavily on sales taxes for their revenue are likely to benefit most with a predicted maximum revenue increase of around 3%, according to a Barclays research note. Hmm. Uh, all right. So, yeah, you're going to pay more as you check out online. Okay. And the states uh, have now had a new uh, revenue stream uh, presented to them uh, by this ruling. I don't buy anything on except car parts. <laughs> 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 75 degrees. Uh, more GL in just a moment.